Hello, Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Welcome back to Hot Cont with Haley Hoff. It is me, and today I have a bit of a raspy voice. I hope I sound sexy, um, because I feel sexy. Just kidding. I don't feel sexy at all, but I felt sexy enough in my spirit to try and record this pod right now. Um, I'm aware, though, that this might be hard to listen to because A, I have a cough drop in my mouth. Obviously that won't last the whole time, but it'll last a little. And I'm gonna have to keep doing that. But also, I'm a little bit more low energy, but I think that's good. I'm gonna pull the curtain back and be totally honest with everyone that I actually already recorded an episode And I just was listening back to it to edit it, and I hated it so much that I I thought, I can't let anyone else hear this. It's so manic and crazy. So I think maybe me having a little bit lower energy, being a little bit under the weather, might serve me well after what I just heard. (laughs) Um, The thing is, I've just been so excited to record, and turns out it's been feeling really tricky for me to find the time to sit down and gather myself to record this as well as edit as well as even come up with a topic to talk about which I've only done four episodes so or three even I don't even know how many I've done not enough for me to be like running out of ideas already but I just kind of have been so maybe I wasn't cut out for this podcasting life but I'm gonna keep giving it my my all so here I am back back behind the mic a little bit more raw and it feels good so far now I'm sorry again for the sound that will be coming from the lozenge in my throat but just know that it's okay that little lozenge may it be annoying is healing me right now and so therefore we should all be thankful to the lozenge I'm not sick with COVID Um, but I'm sick with something and I, I don't like being sick, but it is what it is. And I'm grateful that I am not that sick. So it's fine. It's fine, fine, fine. Um, yeah, so I actually, I'm going to also kind of pivot from what I spoke about in version one of this podcast recording, because I just, maybe I'm just like in a really self-critical mode, but I listened to it and I didn't even make it that far in. And I was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) I'm just like, I think that I'm going to talk about some of the things I spoke about, but I'm going to, hmm, I kind of want to talk about LA more generally and like what I've been thinking about since I've moved here and not necessarily the headlines of the week like I had originally focused on. Like, I spoke... LA is an interesting place, and I've lived here for five months now, and I'm enjoying it very much. And it's quite different than Reno, Nevada, but not 
you know, it's not like I moved to Hong Kong, but it's different enough that I notice things. And I think also just LA in general is a city with so much like lore, especially for someone like me, who's like pretty invested and tapped into pop culture. Like a lot is going on here all the time. And that's both really exciting and also really crazy for someone who has FOMO bad all the time. So I don't know. I think I, th- I just want to maybe talk about LA and give kind of like a life update perspective update because that feels more um, genuine than what I was originally talking about, which was like a pop culture recap of the last two weeks, focusing on different like news stories and movies and headlines. I'm going to try and wrap that all together, but with a little bit more of a broad philosophical approach today. <laughs> I guess it's just in the air when I'm feeling a little sick, I'm feeling a little less chipper, and I think that's probably good. I promise you I'm saving you all from listening to what chaos came out of my mouth when I recorded this the other day. So let's, um, I encourage you all to get cozy and maybe wrap yourself up in a blanket. Fall is here and Barbados has something to say. And then, yeah, fall is here and the mood is cozy. That's today's mood. Get some tea, get some pumpkin spice latte in your body, in your hand. Grab a throat lozenge for solidarity. And let's talk. Let's talk about LA. Let's talk about life right now. Let's talk about what even is the purpose of anything. Okay. And also I need to say... Um, I'm going to do that thing that's annoying, but I'm going to just ask if you like the podcast to please like and subscribe to the podcast and share it with somebody because I, I do want to keep doing this and I think having it grow a little bit is always a good nurturing step for, for any project. So, um, I'm going to politely ask for your support and let's let's move forward with this okay that's it that's enough of me begging for your help that's it let's move forward grab those throat lozenges let's go i just want to set the scene here i am like cozied up on my couch which is not a smart place for me to try and hold this microphone at all because this microphone is not like meant to be handheld by any means and it is precariously sitting on my stomach atop a pillow and I have my throat coat tea here to my right that is also precariously sitting on the cushion of the couch um and I'm kind of in the dark (laughs) in my house which is interesting because it's pretty light out still but in my house it's quite dark so that's what we're working with And I hope that it provides an audio experience that is so luxurious for you that you feel snuggled up right here with me. So let's talk about LA. There are things that are obviously interesting about LA. And like, for someone like me, who is very... um, celebrity focused pop culture focused movie well I I can't call myself a movie buff but I like I'm into that stuff you know 
LA is a really fun place to be because you see and are around so much that you recognize from pop culture and also people you run into people all the time and that's fun and interesting and it's just different than being in a small town now that's no surprise I know that but it's still it's just like a different lifestyle and I like that I like that um, LA kind of keeps you on your toes in this way and it almost feels like a fun fairyland but also it's demystified when you're here and there's like something interesting about that um, duality of like oh this is the place where like the magic happens but then you're here and you're also like oh my god but like it doesn't feel as magical because now I'm here and I don't know I flip back and forth between those two feelings constantly while being here but what is magical about this place is the plants coming from the desert I love living in a place where the flora and the fauna grow naturally in the middle of a big sprawling city there is like gorgeous bushes trees flowers plants I mean the palm trees the palms the palms the palms the ferns they're everywhere it's gorgeous I love it I love I love living around the greenery um, and it reminds me of South Africa which is where my mom is from and I'm half African <laughs> and um, the the climate here is so similar to South Africa that I it really gives me a nostalgia feeling for that so I love that but also it's just like something that you know, it's the benefit of being so close to the ocean. California is really dreamy in that way. And I, that part has been really special and exciting to, to be around. I do, however, miss the mountains and miss, um, the lakes. I am missing the Nevada, Northern California mountainy areas that I'm so used to running away to and escaping to at any moment that I wish that's felt challenging that's like the only thing I think I'm really missing from home that and my friends and my family but um yeah like that's literally it so that's all that I'll say about the like geography etc but what's fun about LA is just that like some things that are so basic are quite different here such as going to see a movie it's like the same and it's also different because like I said, people that live in LA have a lot, a lot of people in LA are focused on the entertainment industry in the same way that I am, but it's like 10 times, a hundred times more. Like going to see a movie is such a thing here. Going to see a movie is like a weekly occurrence. Some people go like three times a week because of the Stubbs Club, which if you're not familiar with AMC Stubbs Club, let me tell you, you will get acquainted to it very quickly once you're here. <laughs> um, and you realize that people like go to the movies more often than you even knew was like pleasurable like or like possible like i didn't even know that there was that many new movies to see but also it's almost like an active sport i learned this last week when michaela and i my girlfriend and i went and saw don't worry darling on opening night now don't worry darling 
if you don't know, I assume you know because it's been talked about ad nauseum for the last month, had an insane press tour and everything going on with the cast and the press tour was really dramatic and silly and interesting and the internet went knuck and futz for it, including me. It just became so fascinating and like everyone was talking about it it became like office cooler or water cooler talk in the office and um it just felt like every week a new development was coming out about this this flipping movie in the cast and then i even before all the drama happened i was really interested in seeing the movie because the like aesthetic of it grabbed me i am a fan of olivia wilde at least i like I didn't know that much about her, but I really liked Booksmart, her previous movie, and so I was, like, sold just on that. And then, yeah, Florence Pugh, I, like, knew was a good actress, but I didn't know much about her, but I was like, oh, I'm in, and then and Harry Styles, I'm like, sure, let's, let's do this. I guess I, like, wasn't clued in to what this was going to be at the opening night, at the Grove movie theater of all movie theaters. I think I chose the wrong one <laughs> because it was a circus. It was an absolute circus and it was entertaining for like five minutes and then it was just frustrating and weird and I felt like we were living in a... like we were getting played. We were getting punked. I don't. I didn't really know what the hell was happening and basically... <sighs> It felt like everyone was in on a joke that we were not in on. People were acting like monkeys from the second the movie started. People were howling, screaming, cheering, laughing at, like, mocking the movie. In any way possible, it was just like a free-for-all the whole hour and however many minutes, 45 minutes. Like, it was nonstop buffoonery. (laughs) And... Michaela and I were just like looking at each other the whole time like what the hell is going on like what are we not getting like the movie is not bad I don't know I know that critics came out saying that the movie was not that great but I really liked it I'm obviously not a movie critic but I was it wasn't as bad as you would think it was for the way people were acting um but it was also like mixed reviews like some people were just like shouting harry styles's name like every time he came on the screen other people were laughing at him every time he had a line in any pause between characters there was a lot of laughing there was just like i won't spoil anything but when the big twist happened that was the only part that i felt like the reaction was appropriate because the whole theater gasped in like a really dramatic way including myself and that felt fun to experience that because like there's a camar- like a camaraderie that happens when you're all experiencing things the same way, but it felt shocking to me that I'd, I felt like outside of everyone else's reactions because they were so extreme and persistent and like crazy, honestly. And it just got frustrating. And we paid a lot of money to see this movie. Paying money or going to the movies is expensive these days, but also expensive just in general. And like everything in LA is expensive. Parking cost me $15. Don't even get me started on how much I paid for popcorn and a drink. But you're like, pay like upwards of $60 to see a movie. And the whole time people are screaming and laughing and like making jokes and talking over it. We couldn't even hear it. It was so bananas. And I was like, 
you know what, I thought that was going to be fun to, like, go see it in a special place like that where, like, on opening night, like, I was excited to be a part of this, like, moment, and then I regretted it. (laughs) Well, actually, I don't even know if I regretted it because it was... It was an interesting experience. Like, I've never experienced anything like that before. But also, I have to share that I made that decision because flashback to 11 years ago, which is crazy to think. I don't even know if that's right. But whatever year the first Hunger Games movie came out, I was in L.A. visiting a friend and me and that friend and their friends all went to see the Hunger Games movie on the premiere night. And I didn't know what the Hunger Games was. I'd heard about the books, but I didn't know anything about the plot. And we went to that exact same movie theater, The Grove, and it was shocking because we got there and everyone was dressed up like the people of the Capitol. Like big, bold, colored dresses and wigs and like everyone was in character. And I was like, what is this? I've never been to a movie Besides maybe when I was like 10 and Harry Potter came out, but I didn't go to that. I I wasn't there to experience all the kids lined up dressed like Harry Potter, but I imagine it was the same thing. But anyways, so I was like, okay, this movie theater like has like a crazy energy. People get dressed up to go to the movies. So I thought maybe it would be fun to see Don't Worry Darling. I didn't think it was going to be a shit show. (laughs) So anyways, that was something I thought was really interesting that you don't really experience in Reno, Nevada is like an active audience in a movie theater that's going to yell, scream, laugh, make fun of the movie the entire time you're in it. Oh, I need a sip of my tea. What else? Um, I live in a neighborhood that is surrounded by like cool cultural history on every side and I don't think that's unique I think that LA is a place where like you can guarantee that someone famous once lived in your building next to your building maybe someone famous owns your building maybe some some famous person died like outside your house like there's a lot of that happening here because of course this is just like the land of celebrities but it's been pretty cool to learn like what our little neighborhood has had in it and I um, just this week spent some time reading up on the history of the Chateau Marmont, Marmont, Chateau Marmont, (laughs) just wanted to make sure everyone heard me saying that French, (laughs) Um, because that's like right up the street from my house, and I knew when we moved here, I was like, I recognize that, I've heard about it, but I don't really know why it's famous, I don't know what's the lore behind the Chateau Marmont, but I looked it up, and so many interesting things have happened there and that's cool because it's right by my house like I could walk there in two minutes and um so much interesting Hollywood shenanigans has happened there so many people have died there so many people have like gone there to die intentionally because they wanted to die like Jim Belushi did in his hotel room there which is crazy and um basically it's the like famous hotel in LA for celebrities who wanted to go and like do mysterious or not mysterious they wanted to stay mysterious and be there doing naughty things 
such as sex, drugs, rock and roll, and cheating. (laughs) And they knew if they went there, it would stay hush-hush. So then it became this place where, like, inside people only would go and keep their keep their shenanigans to themselves until Jim Belushi died and then it became a pretty famous spot to the media and the pops the paparazzi they sit outside there all the time but um you know Britney Spears famously like lost her mind there in an evening that was captured by paparazzi Lindsay Lohan once got kicked out of there because she had a $46,000 tab that she refused to pay, which is crazy. I don't know if that included a hotel room stay or not, or if that's just like at the bar and restaurant, but I wonder what that feels like to pay 46,000 or to buy $46,000 worth of stuff and then be like, bye. (laughs) So anyways, she's not allowed there anymore, but um, Heath Ledger was there the night after he won his first golden globe, I believe. And they saw, they caught photos of him doing Coke on a balcony and then he died not that long after that may he rest in peace um yeah i guess the room that jim belushi died in a lot of people go there and like rent out that room and have tried to overdose or like have overdosed but someone's found them and so that's a whole interesting pocket of mayhem right there alone with the jim belushi i'm trying to think there was Oh, um, John Michael, John Michael Basquiat was one of them. Love him. And he went there and was like, I'm going to do what Jim Belushi did. Crazy, but he didn't die. Um, anyways, so that's just crazy for me to know that that is a like pop culture landmark that's right down the street from me. And it's so interesting to look up what's happened there and it makes me want to go there so bad and just like step in the hotel walk around so I'm probably gonna go do that (laughs) I'm probably gonna put on a nice outfit and go sit at the bar and see what's going on see who's up to what and then you know Marilyn Manson one of her first LA apartments when she was like an up-and-comer is the building next door to my house and I found out that she also lived in an apartment across the street from our house, which now, speaking of Lindsay Lohan, again, Lindsay Lohan now owns that property, so I'm waiting to see her pull up any minute. I've been trying to, like, you know, find my girl Lindsay. My so, my so, excuse me, Lindsay is um, apparently my doppelganger. (laughs) which I don't think is true anymore. But when I was a little kid, people used to say I looked like Lindsay Lohan. LOL at that. I probably looked like Lindsay Lohan in the club when I'm, when I was 22 and, you know, up at 4am watching the sunrise, dancing a little too hard in tonic nightclub. Shout out tonic. Um, Lindsay Lohan's got a new Christmas movie coming out. She's made her return. She is coming back to Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen, and I I will be supporting her by watching that film. And I'm sure it's going to be bad, because most Christmas movies are, but I can't wait. Also, speaking of Christmas movies, I look forward to watching the gay Christmas movies this year. I'm already thinking about it. Um, the one with Kristen Stewart 
and Dan Levy on Hulu, and then the other one um, that came out last year of the, two, of the gay guys. I don't remember what any of them are called. But I really liked both of them. Sweet little gay films. Um, also, speaking of gay films, Bros came out this week, and I was going to go see it in theaters, but then I got sick this weekend, so didn't go. But interesting hubbub around the, around that this morning on the internet about Billy Eichner being mad, or maybe not even being mad, but just generally comments around how poorly the movie did in the box office, and the question of, like, is that because it's a gay movie or not is, like, what people are talking about, and I'm personally, like, it's probably because Billy Eichner is the lead. No one really... I don't want to say no one. That's rude. I personally think Billy Eichner is funny on Billy on the street. And then like anything else he's been in, I can't really deal with him. (laughs) And I'm sorry, Billy. If you're listening, Billy, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to hurt your feelings. I think that you're good at what you do in the comedy level. I just am having a hard time seeing you as a romantic lead in a movie, but I'm going to go and see it anyway, because that's what we do in LA. Los Angelinos go to the movies. So I will go um, and support you. But I do think it's an interesting topic of like, well, now that the first all gay cast lead gay movie in the box office, yada, yada, flopped, does that mean we're never going to see another gay movie like this? (sighs) I don't think that that's true. I hope that that's not true. I hope that the the future of gay media didn't all hang its neck, hang on Billy Eichner's back. Like give us another shot. <laughs> give the gays another chance to have a box office. Office? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I'm so on brand. I just slipped my name in there without thinking. A box office debut. Let's see who else can have a, a gay movie and I bet it'll do better. But I did hear from people that it was funny and it is a good movie, so I am excited to see it. And I will support Billy Eichner, even though he's not somebody I'm interested in seeing as a romantic lead. Do I need to say it again? <laughs> oh, man. Throat Coat is helping. Shout out Throat Coat, my sponsor for this episode. Just kidding. Speaking about movies, there's also a movie theater down by my work office that's actually a little indie cinema that Quentin Tarantino owns and he runs movies that are you know his choices like it's not timely or anything it switches each day I really want to go there I haven't been yet but they're mostly like really late at night which or at least the ones that are not sold out I'm not trying to go to a movie starting at 10 or 11 p.m. there's absolutely no way I am not capable of that anymore I fall asleep for sure if it starts after 8 so one day I'll go but that sounds like a really cool experience there's also this cool movie theater called Braindead Studios which is newish and it's put on by Braindead the clothing brand which I have always been inspired by and it's cool to see a clothing brand like step into the realm of doing things outside of just clothing like Brands are so innovative these days. I'm just, and that's something that you see all over in LA is like 
and honestly it was something that I wanted to do for my brand when I was running Huff Goods. It was something I was desperate to do. I just didn't have the money or the, yeah, really the, the money to do it. But, um, like, what does it mean when you take like a small lifestyle brand and turn it into a retail space, but turn it into also something beyond retail? And that's what Braindead has done. They've taken their clothing brand, they've made a shop, but then they also, the shop is inside a old movie theater that used to play like old black and white films back in the day. It's like an old building that they renovated, but they like kept the, the bones and you walk in there and it feels like you walk into an old movie theater, but if you go upstairs, their shop is up there and they've done an incredible job just with the shop itself. But like the movie theater, they're playing specific movies that are supposed to be shown on this kind of like film. And I don't know the details. They explained it to me when I was there, but, and they have different movies every night and their website and how they show the movies and their schedule is designed so well from a graphic design, art direction nerd, it's so well done. Check it out. If you come to LA, go there. Um, but yeah, like I just love that movies are such a thing here. We, Michaela and I also saw Nope at um, the movie theater in Los Feliz. And it's an old school movie theater from the 60s that has, again, like kept the 60s feel. Even the like ad not ad but the preview kind of like welcome screen for the movie theater plays and it's like an old it's from the 60s it's so cool and it was like a tiny little narrow movie theater um yeah just like I love that I love the variety it doesn't feel like we're just in like a strip mall in any city in America there's so much variety and so many cool ways to see a movie it makes sense that everyone's just like seeing movies all the time. (laughs) So that's, that's my topic on the movies. I think that to speak to the don't worry, darling of it all, just real quick before we wrap up the talk on the movies, I think the movie was good and deserves an opportunity to stand alone from the drama of the press tour. Like let it just be its own thing. I thought Harry did a pretty good job. I could definitely pull out some critiques on certain parts of the movie and certain parts of the script. And I think Harry overall did a really good job. I do have some questions after the movie, like not everything was patched up perfectly for me, but I'm only feeling critical in that way because the, the buffoonery and the, the craziness that we witnessed it in made me really think about it. Like why are people acting so crazy about this movie? So I went home and I studied it. (laughs) That's not true. I didn't study it, but I thought about it a lot. And Michaela and I talked about it a lot. And then also, I just, like, asked everybody I knew that saw it, like, what were their opinions. And, yeah, for some reason, this movie's got us in a grip. And I say us because I see how people are talking about it on Twitter. I see how people are talking about it in real life. I saw people screaming at the movie theater. So, (laughs) something happened. And it really made me just wonder about humanity. Truly, I was like, what is happening? It feels like as each day goes on, we are living more and more in the movie Idiocracy and people are just shocking me left and right. And half of the time I identify with the people that are shocking me and other times I don't. And that movie theater experience was one of the moments that I didn't and I felt like I was 
experiencing something unique <laughs> because I wasn't participating. I was like looking around, like both Michaela and I were looking around and there was one girl sitting next to us who also was like confused. <laughs> but everyone else, I swear, in the theater was just like going apeshit. Even this woman, this like older woman and her friend were sitting on my side. I don't know. I want to say like in their late 60s. And they were laughing out loud and like having crazy remarks. And I'm like, not saying that people in their 60s can't have opinions, but I felt like I would be surprised if those women were participating in the online drama that's been happening around this movie on Twitter, which is what I figured everyone else was getting their laughs and their craziness from. So I'm like, why are they laughing and so being so weird? Like, what is going on? Or is this just what every movie is like in LA? Do people just come here and just act a damn fool because they know that everyone else around them is going to do the same? Ugh, all this I'm saying, I guess I have to go back to the movies, to that exact same theater and see if, on, a, on an average night, if people are going to act crazy. Whoa. Whoa, but yeah, so, like, what even is pop culture? You know? <laughs> I've been thinking about this a lot. When I started this podcast, I wasn't thinking about it so deeply about, like, I haven't, I think I've just been, like, trying to figure out what I want to do with this podcast, and I was sitting in that room of the movies and thinking, okay, everyone, not everyone, but majority of these people in here are probably going to, like, go online afterwards, tweet about it have an online review. Maybe they have a YouTube channel. Maybe they have a podcast. Maybe they're just like me and they like are doing this and participating in this because they love pop culture and they want to talk about it. And maybe they do that for profit or for fun or whatever. But it made me feel like, what are we doing? Like, what is the point of this? And I've been having conversations about this with my coworkers because we, you know, we live in breathe in this world when you're doing online digital marketing like this is what we this is what we do for work as we discuss this stuff and between this and the queen dying recently on twitter there's been a lot of moments of reflection for me of like what is it that is grabbing us and wanting like encouraging us or inciting this like desire to participate in the the commentary so intensely like when the queen died people were just like climbing all over each other to make their twitter joke about her being dead it was so crazy and then i would talk to my parents who were like watching the queen's funeral on the news and they were like telling me how moving it was and i would turn on the news every once in a while just like see what was going on and it was truly like two different realities like the twitter instagram reality which was like all slapstick humor at the expense of the queen or like activism commentary around like fuck the queen and just kind of it was all negative all mayhem all crazy and then like the people that were on tv in london watching her parade and like the people watching the news are like having a very very different experience but yet we're all still participating in it observing talking about it etc and I was just like what is going on and why do I say that I'm somebody that likes pop culture and what is it when I'm saying that do I actually mean and what is the point of me having a podcast 
to just like share my own opinion to just be another person another peanut in the giant peanut gallery of billions of us that are just like talking about stuff why <laughs> and I didn't come to an answer I don't have an I, I didn't come to a conclusion yet but I do think there's something very uniting in all of us like taking in art and gossip because it it's there is something about like you finding people that are interested in the same thing as you and how exciting that feels when you can like sit down and like talk about it together and then like excavate it and get deeper about it but like I don't know I also don't want to be just like one of the millions of other monkeys that are just screaming at the movie because the gossip because like it's a cool thing to do I don't want to just like be yelling about how crazy this movie is because I heard the film critics say it was bad and because I know the twitter drama of it all I should be yelling and participating in this way I don't know I'm on a lot of meds right now my head is spinning but I wonder if that makes any sense I need a sip of water Okay, I just looked up for the fun of it. What is the definition of pop culture? Modern popular culture transmitted via the mass media and aimed particularly at younger people. Huh. Interesting. I didn't know about that younger people part of it, but it does make sense. When I think of pop culture, I do tend to think of younger people. Hence me just dragging the 60-something-year-old woman at the movie theater. <laughs> but that is interesting the mass media directed at young people. Hmm. Well, there's so many podcasts these days about there's so many everything, there's so many channels, there's so many ways to ingest media and I don't know like what I can bring that's interesting to the conversation besides just like doing what I'm doing and babbling on, but I don't really think that's my point either. I'm not making this podcast because I have a new take. I think it's just fun to talk about and I'm excited to talk about certain things that connect with me and yeah, I don't know. In other news related to content, I am excited that Bachelor in Paradise has begun. We said goodbye to the Bachelorette's season Goodbye, Rachel. Goodbye, Gabby. I'm glad that chapter is closed. That was a long ride, an emotional ride, and I'm ready to move forward. However, Bachelor in Paradise first episode was last week, and I wasn't totally grabbed. I don't feel totally excited yet, but I'm giving myself some grace and hoping that that'll happen for us. Um, it's just like gonna be debauchery always they are absolutely stealing from love island and they're pulling in the casa amor 
twist, which I think is fun, but I don't like that it's stealing, but what can you do? I will be interested to see how that goes. And I think the question all of America is asking is why is Michael A on the beach? He has a son. He's looking for a a mother for his son. You're not going to find it here, brother. I mean, if you do consider me gobsmacked, I will be ready to take, but eat my own words. But, um, he should have been the bachelor or he should just be like, not on these shows, but I also get it. I get why people go on the shows. I get the clout chase. I get it all, but it's like, ah, I feel for him because I think he just wants to find like a hot girlfriend, but also he wants to find a mother for his kid. And all of these girls are like in their early twenties and they're just there to like get their screen time, get their checks, become influencers, maybe like find a boyfriend, but not become stepmoms. I don't know. That's basically my hot take. The rest, the rest of the opinions will come later. That's where I'm at on Bachelor in Paradise. I look forward to commenting on it as the season continues. And I hope that some of you who are listening or who are not in Bachelor Nation yet will join us. Get on it. Watch Bachelor in Paradise. Let's talk about it. Let's um, play some games as the season goes on. I'll like open this up. We can do some like theories and some, I don't know, challenges. But that'll do it for my podcast today, you guys. I um, appreciate you tuning in and listening to me ramble on about LA and the movies. I have a lot more opinions about LA, but I'm going to just leave it here. My throat's hurting pretty bad. I'm going to cancel out on this one. But um, also, I just want to say, and this is a weird way for me to end this podcast, but it feels like what my heart wants to do. So I'm going to do it. Um, so this last week I lost somebody who was very important to me and, um, a a warm, incredible person to everybody who knew her. And I have been feeling really sad about it. And I think part of my like introspection that I'm feeling, which I don't know if that's totally coming through here, but you know, part of me wondering, like, what the heck am I doing with this podcast? I think as soon as someone you know and love dies, like, you you start to, like, question yourself. What are you doing? How are you spending your life? How are you spending your time? And um, I'm feeling a little lost in that right now. And I think that's normal. I think grief, it never, it, like, always feels surprising and yet also routine. Like, I think anytime you lose somebody, you kind of go through these same feelings, but it's always just a shock. And yeah, it's got me questioning, like, some stuff, but, um, I just wanted to shout out to the one and only Molly Bernsky, may she rest in peace, and, um, yeah, I guess I don't really know how else to say it, that's it, I guess, but, um, much love, and thank you for tuning in, and I look forward to doing another one soon, talk to you on the internet. Find me at Hal Hoff. Don't forget to like and subscribe and share the podcast if you're into it. And let's talk next time. Bye.